It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Monday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear and Marcus Young back with you. And it's time for the Top 5 at 5, brought to you this afternoon by FanDuel. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, we have the AP Men's Basketball being released. Uh, Purdue the AP Men's Basketball? AP Men's I feel like basketball. you left a word. Hole. There you go. That's it. I got excited. Uh, Purdue, who just won a close one versus Michigan State, remains within the top three. Houston, Kansas, Purdue. For the SEC, you've got Alabama at four. Tennessee drops four spots to nine after their loss. You got Auburn moving up five to 16. And you have Arkansas dropping 10 spots all the way down to 25 following their loss to Vanderbilt. Uh, two biggest drops is Arkansas and UConn. UConn drops nine after losing to St. John's. Uh, no, Where you at, Aaron Torres? <laughs> He's beating his chest early in this season, Russ. No major jump ups except for Marquette moved up five spots and so did Auburn. But everything is still pretty. Uh... Who's the coach at Marquette right now? <sighs> Shocker smart. Hmm. Um. We're number two in the net. We're number two in the one that matters. The one that the committee is supposedly looking at. We are still number two. Despite two quad two losses, we are still number two in the net. So that's what I am monitoring. At number two, uh, some news for GMs in the NFL as the Cardinals have hired their GM not too long ago. They hire Monty Ossenford, who is part of the Tennessee Titans organization, uh, director of player personnel was actually one of the candidates to be hired within house to be their GM. He spent 15 seasons with the Patriots before joining the Titans, helping them with their four Super Bowl titles. Hope we didn't. Yeah, but here's an opportunity there. They may have, but I, I cannot remember. It's it may. I don't know if it was Lucas or it was somebody that we know that comes on with us made a really good point on Twitter. If Tennessee was serious about him and promoting him to GM, they wouldn't have given the Cardinals permission to interview him. Hmm. The Cardinals are historically a very poorly run organization under the Bidwell family, so maybe it's not the best decision there. And I guess if you really want to get out there, you could say, well, if he has an affinity for Nashville and would like the Titans job, you could still hire him, even, you know, you, you want to go through your process, interview a bunch of guys. If you feel like he's the best, you could probably get him to screw over the Cardinals and come back. Sure. Your GM. So yeah. See what happens. At number three, uh, some big news for the NFL draft as Ohio State's quarterback C.J. Stroud has officially entered his name for the NFL draft. It's a final now. Making his announcement on the final day that players can uh, formally declare that they're entering the draft. Took his time in considering. We'll join uh, Alabama's Bryce Young as part of the top two quarterbacks. Uh, ESPN named a guy from Kentucky, but I refuse to say his name. <laughs> well, you're not going no, to say no, his I'm name? Not give, I'm not going to give him the Will satisfaction. He's not a part of the... You guys are so... Coleslaw Levis. He's I like that. Yeah. Anyway. I put C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, to me, is uh, Justin Fields' part two. You think? I like Fields. 
I do too. I, I think okay. Stroud's a little okay. bit better. I'll, Fields is fine. Do you think that Justin Fields takes your team to the Super Bowl? I don't think it's fair because of he's in Chicago. I think we've seen enough. Like you put him on a decent team. I see him. I see him as a guy that can get you to the playoffs. I've seen nothing in two years to suggest that he's a championship quarterback, and that's what I see out of C.J. Stroud. What about? Do you think Bryce Young is going to be durable enough, or is he going to end up like Tua, being yeah. broken in no, two I, seasons? I, I think uh, much like Stroud reminds me of the other Ohio State QB. Young reminds me of the other Bama QBs. Yeah, I think he's very good. Yes, I, I think he. If you can keep him upright, can get you to a Super Bowl, I think he's a championship caliber QB. But keeping a guy that small healthy is going to be a challenge. Just on a quick note on that, I think it depends on how they are protected by who's in charge. I don't think Miami protected to it properly. I think whoever ends up being the, uh, the guy that gets Bryce which I think will be the Texans or someone oh, yeah. else. No, the Texans yeah. have a long history of protecting quarterbacks. Protecting quarterbacks <laughs> and making Listen, generally really good decisions. Young, Marcus, let me throw a name at you. Derek Carr's older brother, David. No, I, know, I know David. Yeah. I'm just, I'm Last just, seen you eating know his meals through a straw in yeah. a wheelchair so at the age of 27. Just. You, you know who doesn't know uh, David Carr's name? David Carr. David Carr. Yeah. Well, listen, if they just put out a couple uh, – Massage tables. Maybe Bryce will be all right. Oh, number four. We got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight fifteen tonight. God, can they both lose? Dallas is a three-point favorite. I'm leaning towards Tampa. If I were to put money down in this game, that's money where I'm line. Going. I think Tampa. Tom Brady, I believe, is seven and zero versus Dallas in his career. Never lost. Really? Oh, no, that's that settles it. Mike Evans even brought it up Time on the sideline. Empty the FanDuel account on the Bucks tonight. Straight up. Let's go. He's never lost to the Cowboys. Undefeated. Yeah. Never lost. And finally, at number five, uh, the Swedish government, they are moving to get rid of a permit that was needed for dancing. These European socialist nanny states. A dancing permit? Really? The country that brought us ABBA? You have to have a license to dance? So according to this, the uh, the government plans to cut the red tape when it comes to abolishing a decade-old requirement for restaurants, nightclubs, and other venues to obtain permits before they can let patrons dance. Huh. A little bit of a footloose thing going on here. Do you know that chick, one of those chicks from ABBA? She was one of those, uh, like, I don't think they, she's not like in a laboratory, but like, um... During World War II, how Hitler had, like, yeah, that breeding program. Yeah, she was one of the the one of the, like I said, one of the girls in ABBA. She's a ma- member of the Master Race. Yeah, genetically constructed for your entertainment pleasure. Yeah, she was she was one of those. I mean, I guess we shouldn't hold that against her. Like, she's not a Nazi, is he? Is she? Uh, I mean, not that I know of, but you know. I so, mean, I definitely, I didn't detect that listening to Dancing Queen. Waterloo. The uh, to apply for the permit, it does incur a fee of about sixty-seven dollars for us. Uh, as of now, until it, that's abolished, owners can actually lose their liquor and business licenses if the police officers come and find out that a venue did not have the authorization to let people dance. Huh. 
Okay. Which is insane. It is insane, Marcus. It's insane that it's a sixty-seven dollar permit too. Like, if you're gonna have a permit, like, let's have a permit. Make it, make it hefty. Let make it cost a couple thousand bucks, right? And somebody come in there, some government guy, like, you guys are having too much dancing in here. I don't, I don't know what a Swedish accent says. I'd just be like, you know, peel off a couple of bills, throw them on the floor. Here, here's your permit. Get out of my establishment, skeezix. Russell, I have a question for you. Okay. I'm scared to ask you because I feel like I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. Okay. This isn't me Barnes bashing. This is me just asking a question of if we get knocked out in the in the opening weekend again, do there need to be – should we ask questions? Does there need to be questions asked about Barnes and the I mean, future? the questions are going to get asked, but nothing's what, what, going to what happen. What questions? What, what are you talking about? What are, what are we talking about exactly? Is uh, the you? Here's the thing: is you got you Barnes bashers always want you always have these disclaimers. I'm, I'm not, not I'm Barnes not, bashing, not, but can I just ask what? Ask you don't. This is sports radio. Last time right. I checked, we still had the First Amendment in this country. Yes, you have the right to ask a question about your silly sports team. Just ask it. Do we need to consider firing Rick Barnes if, Barnes if we don't make it out of the first weekend of the tournament? Just again, say it. Why is again, it so hard to again. say? And we've been we've been ranked in the top ten pretty much after he after he came in and and uh, put out the fires that Donnie Tindall left. And once he got it up and rolling, we we pretty much lived in the top twenty in the past few years. We lived in the top 20, ten, and we're living in the tournament. They're not going to get rid of him. I don't even think we should ask the questions, even though I am entirely furious at Rick Barnes right now. I'm just putting out some disclaimers of that. Yes, since he's been here, things have been a lot nicer when it comes to our basketball program. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if he's not able to get over that hump, do we need to... You know, sorry to interrupt you, Mark. You know something else I've I've noticed about the Barnes Bashers, Rush? 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 Rushel? Rushel? Rushel. Um, With the exception of a few outliers, like myself and phil um some of the most vocal barnes bashers are younger tennessee fans who didn't live through the wade houston era who can't really recall buzz ball remember what buzz used to call a timeout at the end of the game we get beat yeah no i mean we've been through those of us who've been through the worst of the worst times have a different perspective on it but i have a i mean just regardless like Take Mark Few at Gonzaga. Like, that guy was coaching Gonzaga forever. Like, 20 years until he made a Final Four. First of all, Rick Barnes has already been to one. But, like, nobody up there was talking about running Mark Few out of town. You just got to keep knocking on the door, man. You just got to keep knocking on the door. It would upset me if... Tennessee bows out because they didn't get their roster right this this year because I I'd come to believe that as long as Rick Barnes was our basketball coach here that Tennessee was always going to have a roster capable of beating anybody in the country at any time and I'm really worried now if if I'm worried about the Ziegler knee injury quite frankly like if that's because that's the only logical reason I can come up with that he played so unziegler like the other 
night. I mean, missing all those layups right at the rim, O of three from the – it was so uncharacteristic of him. And he didn't – just his demeanor on the court, like from the, from the get-go, was, you know, he's not smiling, talking trash, doing the things that we've all come to know and expect out of him. He, he looked like he was playing through an injury, quite frankly. So if that's the case, that worries me, and it gets back to the discussion we've already had. We don't have to get back into it here again, but it, you know, what, what, what are your other options at the point guard spot? And it doesn't seem like Tennessee has really great ones there. So that kind of worries me. Hmm. That kind of worries me. If, if, if Tennessee gets bounced early, like history says they probably will, then – you know, I always want it to be because we ran into a hot team or we just, you know, didn't get our subs. Even even the Purdue loss, you know, sitting Grant at the beginning of the half. Bad call goes against Lamonte. Sitting Grant at the beginning of overtime. Bad call goes against Lamonte Turner. There it is. Like all the excuses that we could come up with, I don't want to have to get into a situation where we're saying, well, we just didn't have the right pieces on the roster. Because right. I thought we were way past that. Yeah. Hey, we do have a uh, bit of breaking news, Russ. All right. Do we need to make a trip to the Fan Run Radio breaking news desk? No. I don't think it's that. I mean, it's not a shocker. Uh, Michigan President Santa Ono. I wonder if he's related to Yoko. His name is Santa Ono? His yeah. name is – wait. His name is Santa? Santa J. Ono. Like Santa Claus? S-A-N-T-A, yeah. His name is Santa. President Santa Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, he's right. Uh, put out a statement. He just got off the phone. I just got off the phone with Coach Harbaugh, and Jim shared with me the great news that he is going to remain as a head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. It's a final out. That is fantastic news that I have communicated to our athletic director, Ward Manuel. Go blue. I really wonder. I wonder if he's uh... – Didn't we have this announcement last week? No, this is. I I thought that January sixteenth, twenty twenty three, at four no, no, fifty p.m. I, I understand that he made this today, but didn't Harbaugh last week say that he was staying? Pretty I emphatically, think so. Uh, reading the tea leaves, I think no NFL team was offering Harbaugh a head coaching job. <laughs> what I think, yeah, Santa Ono. Yeah, from the looks of his uh, background, I do not think he is related to Yoko. Seems like he grew up a good portion of his time in Canada. Do you think he's related to Santa Claus? I mean, she that, grew up a good yes. portion of her life in England and New York. Well, his uh, his dad is a uh, mathematician who came over to the United States from Japan, then went up to Vancouver, British Columbia, where he was born. So you don't actually know that they're not related, Marcus. You just suspect that they aren't. I, I mean, feel like... On his Wikipedia, that would be a pretty big thing that says, hey, he's related to Yoko Ono. I think Ono could be similar to Smith or Johnson. Could you don't think Ono is a popular, popular surname? I think so. Common Japanese surname? I would. I would. Do, do they do the thing where like the Chinese where it's kind of reversed, right? You go by your last name there. I'm not mm. sure. Lennon took her name, remember? He got all freaky deaky and did their their what they call that? The bed in for peace? Yoko Ono. <laughs> I saw a video. I went, All right, do, do you feel like Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles? No, heroin broke up the Beatles. Oh! That's the truth. 
You, did you After see all the, those years, George George Martin, when you read his book, I mean, he finally dropped dropped dime on everything. That's what went on. I don't know, man. You watch that, that Peter lady. Jackson thing, the Let It Be thing. Like uh, she was obvi- she was obviously the cause of some tension. Did you not see in the room? Did you not see when John was reaching for his? Uh, it would jacket? be freaking weird if like Bear suddenly fell in love with some mysterious like Japanese lady. Yeah, and like all of it a would... sudden she's in the studio every day, and she'd grab like, the mic to every it. once in a while and screech into it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, dude. Have you seen what the video? Is going, what is happening right now? Of uh, John Lennon and Chuck Berry, like everybody knows John Lennon, crazy like Chuck Berry fan. And I really like Johnny Be Good. He lets such a great tune. He lets she's on stage beating on a bongo, and then the microphone that they had mic'd her. Chuck was all right with that, but then she grabs that damn microphone and she starts shrieking into it. Like, only Yoko Ono could shriek. And then the camera goes to Chuck Berry's face, and, and it's like, you know that look Russell gets when we piss him off and his eyes get real big and yeah. nobody that's listening can see it, but we're all, me and you get kind of, it was that kind of a look. His eyes got real big, and you could tell he was pissed. And she just shrieking away. Your John Lennon makes me think of uh, Paul Rudd's John Lennon from Walk Hard a little bit. Oh, that's good. Great record. Ooh. <laughs> 865-546-8200. So portions of our show today are brought to you by FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book. Big thing going on with the same game parlays right now. This is the last day uh, when you bet a same game parlay, all customers get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose. So... All you have to do is place a total of $20 or more on a same-game parlay tonight for the Bucks and Cowboys, and you're in it. The more you bet, the more you'll get back in free bets. Same-game parlay is a perfect way to contribute, uh, combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday. A friend of mine who will remain nameless missed out on like a seven- or eight-legger. Really? Last night. Is somebody I By know? one yard. Hold on. I'm going I'm to pull this up. Put it's him on blast. unbelievable. Missed out on a one, two, three, four, five, six-legger. He had 20 bucks. It would have gotten him over $2,200. Whoa. And uh, the one he met. Wait, no. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Hold on. Okay, here it is. What was the one, one yard? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven legger in the Bengals game last night, and he got six of them. The one he missed out was J.K. Dobbins under sixty-one and a half yards. He ran for sixty-two yards. Uh, Cost him twenty-five hundred dollars, <laughs> half a yard. But I'm sure yours will, yours will work uh, just fine if you go on to FanDuel tonight and. Maybe see he he flew too close to the sun. It's the the rule when you lose a parlay, it'll always lose by one leg. I mean that's just a law of nature. So don't don't push it, man. You think, how many? How many? I can go with seven. Lost, I can go with seven. Make it six. I can go with five. Make it four. Just I mean that's my advice. But you do it however you want to do it. Over on FanDuel Wild Card Weekend. Comes to a close tonight. You can even choose from popular same-game parlays pre-built for you. 
and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app if you're new. You also get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose, from signing up with the promo code DRIVE1. That's promo code DRIVE1. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Quick timeout. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. Stay with us. We're back with more right after this. Pocket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro Attorneys. The mother of a 23-year-old Alabama woman who was shot and killed in an incident allegedly involving former Crimson Tide basketball player Darius Miles broke her silence on her daughter's death on social media. DeCarla Cotton wrote on her Facebook page that her daughter, Jamea Jonay Harris, was shot and killed because... Her daughter wouldn't talk to Miles. Quote, took my baby's life because she wouldn't talk to him. She wrote huh. a post about the story. 21-year-old Miles and 20-year-old Michael Lynn Davis were arrested in the shooting and charged with capital murder. Carries a death penalty down there in Alabama, doesn't it? Well, his attorney uh, is maintaining... Darius Miles' innocence, that must be noted here, and uh, looks forward to having his day in court. He's been kicked off the team. Tuscaloosa police said the driver of another vehicle in which Harris was a passenger approached campus police near Bryant-Denny Stadium around 1.45 a.m. saying that someone had shot into the vehicle and that he fired back. One of the suspects was wounded and suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Police did not say who was hurt. I mean, it's just so senseless yep that i mean even the firing back like what are we doing what are we doing is that the freaking wild wild west we're just shooting back and forth each other in the middle of a college town i mean god man what a rotten culture meanwhile close to home speaking of rotten a five-year-old was driving a car that crashed in Nashville on Saturday, according to a police report. Witnesses said that they watched a car crash into a mailbox and then saw the driver grab his young son from the vehicle before running from the scene. Authorities said law enforcement showed up at John Edwin Harris's nearby home where they said he was driving his wife's car down the driveway. Harris told Officers, he allowed his five-year-old son to drive the car and that the child jerked the steering wheel, which caused the car to crash. The child told officers he was not hurt. Harris was charged with driving under the influence. I I mean, stuff like this happens. Oh, really? Do tell. My crazy Uncle Terry used to let my older brother, when he was drunk, sit on his lap when we were kids and like drive his he had a it was white but it was like one of those giant ass uh sanford and son pickup trucks so uh, and actually driving through the yards in the neighborhood you're right it does happen i have i have a similar story you got a drunk crazy drunk uncle like i did yes actually but it, it wasn't me it was my cousin who i believe he was much older than five i want to say he was teenage driving the drunken uncle home one night and they hit a a mailbox, and I, I don't think they stopped. 
think they just, uh, I don't think, I think they just went home. My <laughs> Uncle Terry and Dano. I think they just got it home. <laughs> Dano didn't stop. They like drove through like multiple yards. Closest I've ever gotten was I my neighbor's mailbox was metal and I tried to quickly get to a four AM job to pull reverse back into my driveway and then leave a different direction, right? I hit his mailbox and scraped the side of it and twisted it. Okay, but you're you were of legal driving age with a yes. driver's license, and you were not drunk. Right. Okay, so or with this, this, my point is, family. this my, is just a guy hitting a mailbox, as far po- as I can tell. Right. My, I feel like mine's a little bit worse because I was sober when it happened. Yeah. I wouldn't have even brought that up. Really? Well. You, know, you just sound like a bad driver now. Well, my... Okay. Yeah, Mulder Brother had a problem. Like, this became a problem. Like, he took me... He was three years older than me, so this was like after the incident with my, with our crazy drunk Uncle Terry, and uh, he like grabbed me. He was eight years old, I was five, and he got the car started. But I'll have to check with Mama and and see how they got it stopped. I don't know if he couldn't get it in reverse or what. So, yeah, well. That's your story is bad. My story is bad. Right, we we have no five year old driving a car while I'm drunk. Like Ricky Bobby, like my kid is eight. My my son is eight. I can't imagine him driving an automobile. Like that's insane to me. Five years old. Like, dude, what are you doing? Lucky, you're lucky nobody was hurt. Well, like like if I came over for a game party. You'll never invite me to and. Got loaded up and then decided to let little man drive us around the neighborhood. What are you asking me right now? Is that is that basically what the story was? Somebody just basically got drunk and let their let their five year old yeah. drive. No, that's not basically what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, five year old driving a car in Nashville. Oh, the drunken father. Oh, I got turn here, buddy. Okay. Hey, son, wake up. I know it's 1.45 in the morning. You're still in jammies. No, no, we don't have to get dressed. Don't tell your mom about this. Came me down to the beer store. So that's a George Jones level. That's a possum level. Take me down to the beer store, boy. I'm your daddy. We drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. That is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. We appreciate their support of all things fan run and remind you that if you end up injured in an accident, car accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall accident, something like that, call the pros at Fox and Farmer for a free consultation. It doesn't cost anything. They don't get paid unless you do. So sit down with them. Uh, ask any legal questions you might have. Discuss your case. It doesn't cost a dime. Fox and Farmer. Give them a call. Tell them Fan Run sent you. 865-531-9400. 531-9400. They're online at foxandfarmer.com. All right. I knew this was coming. Tony Voltello on Twitter, at Big Orange EV, says, Milf Mannard premiered last night. Please provide your take on the episode. None of us. This, this yeah, is your department, Marcus. I, I, listen, look. You I, had one job. I had one job. Watch Milf Manor. And I chose. Tell, you did You've it. obsessed on it. 
I know, and I'm upset, Bear. I chose a paying job over Milf Manor, and I regret it. I regret it. I wish I had called out. I'm not upset. I think think you're both a couple of sickos for even being interested in this. I think what I've done is disgusting for ignoring Milf Manor and choosing my... I should have called out last night so I could watch it. So... I will be I will be catching up. I believe episode two um, is actually I think they did like a back to back. Yeah, thing. that's how they get you. Yeah, so I'm gonna you. I'm gonna go through both episodes. I'm gonna okay. do a free trial on Discovery Plus so I can watch it, and I will provide an update. I promise. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to watch too. We'll take this journey together, I Marcus. Think, I feel like this a little is... trip to Milf Manor. Couple of sickos. oh you you don't want to go with me no, that, no, no. that makes it that's weird. not what I was gonna say no, you want to go to Milf Manor solo you don't need a weekend yeah, he does. At Milf Manor. I think what we could do is uh, like, that's his, he wants to just let him be with Milf Manor that's his own thing Russ you know that scene in Batman where like the final scene where him and Alfred make eye contact a couple tables away and kind of like acknowledge each other that's what I imagine we should be in the same vicinity but like just be like I see there Russell you know that kind of thing. Oh, so I'm at a table with a couple of mills. You're at another table with a couple of mills, and like that, I look at you knowingly. And you just kind of give the like, we give the head yeah, nod. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, you two just scream. Milf magnet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should have seen me when I worked at the restaurant. I. That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> I wish I was lying or trying to be like I'm. I had, no, I want you to come in here. Bear's going to come in with his Yoko Ono. I want you to come in yeah. with like some 55-year-old just Yoko leathery ono? bag. What are you talking about a Yoko Ono? We literally just had this conversation like oh. five minutes ago. It was the last segment on the show. And now, now stop it. Stop. Stop. Don't be rude. How, how, you, how about you start? Rude. I'll stop if you start. Paying attention to the show. I'll I was stop. paying attention. We were talking about Milf Manor. I forgot that we were just talked about me coming in here with some broad screaming in the oh! microphone. I don't mean that as a sexist comment. I absolutely do not. I had a couple late 50-year-olds ask me to go to Gatlinburg to watch the football game with them last year. Did they look like anybody that's been cast as a MILF on MILF Manor? One of them. Uh-huh. Why didn't Between you go? the two? I had to work. <laughs> Listen, if I if I had any kind of indication, look here, Marcus. Come on, on now. Work is keeping you from a <laughs> Milf Manor. watching Milf Manor, and B actually going on a pretty True cool Milf sounding Manor. date with with a Milf. The two of them, yeah. Two. Yeah, they were they were, they were both here from Georgia to watch the Tennessee game last year. So you year. would have been at a Tennessee game with like right in the middle, and you're like. No, I'm sorry, Mills. I have to go to work. I'm responsible. Listen, if I had any kind of indication that perhaps they would financially set me up for life, I would have left work to do that. But I had no indication, and I needed money, so I chose work. Listen, man, how old are you? It was last year, so it was 27. So I'm 42. I I promise you by the time you're in your mid-40s, Certainly by the time you're on your deathbed, many years from now as an old man, you are going to be looking back and saying, you know what, did I make the right decision going to my job, which, like, you'll be out of this job. Whatever this job is, like, you'll be done with that here in the next couple of years. Probably. But those MILFs. You never get another chance to run that one back, Marcus. Nope. It was weird, too, because I felt like. a job if you got an option. Shoot or shoot, man. You got to take your shot there. Like some jobs are dime a dozen, Marcus. Some of like the servers, like 
the female servers were noticing how often the older women were like hitting on me while I worked there. It was. Wait a minute, Mark. You you pass this up because you had to go work at a restaurant job? Well, yeah, because it was a. Are I had you a double. Me? I had a double. I don't care. I work at a, you work at a restaurant. You quit, get a job at a restaurant like two hours later. You could have gone to Gatlinburg and done the Milf Manor thing and come back and gotten your job. Probably. So disappointed in you. You've disappointed. I, I, no, I thought you'd be more upset than anyone. But no, I, 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 I made my piece known. Yeah. I, I think I said what I need to say. Speaking of TV shows and uh, restaurants, binged a good one over the weekend. What's that? And, and Bear would. He's either. He's going to say he he hates it because I'm bringing it up. But he, he if he actually watched it, he would either really hate it or love it. Mm. And I would be curious to know. You get, and it's actually ironically, the show is called The Bear. Love it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I'm getting ready to rewatch it because uh, I think the next season's coming out soon. That was shockingly good. Yeah, really well acted. I liked the young lady that um, the manager, the sous chef. Yeah, when she finally had enough of that's yeah. for anybody that's worried, that's surprisingly accurate. Like I read a big article about it. And the people, the showrunners, they're like veteran restaurant people. Have you not seen it, Marcus? Not yet. It's it's kind of like, I mean, you'll, I mean, anybody that's worked in a restaurant or bar, like you'll, like everybody, yeah. it's all the people that you worked with. Well, I know they got the guy from Shameless in it. Uh, let me pull up his name. John Bernthal, isn't it? Yeah, John, is it uh, Bernthal or Barenthal? Barenthal, he's good. Good actor. Oh yeah, he's great. He plays the guy's he plays the guy's brother, right? There was uh yeah, there was a um man, it, it was just really well acted, really well done. Uh, the music was good in it, artistic, very Chicago, if you like Chicago stuff. It's a lot of Chicago, Chicago. nostalgia. Uh Jeremy Allen White is the guy. Yeah. The he's main, the main guy. The main guy, yeah. Have you ever had a Chicago hot Italian beef sandwich? Oh yeah. These things are oh. pretty, pretty good, Bob. See what else here going down the list here in the notes. Did that? Oh man, we have not gotten into this, and I don't even know if we have time. But the New Sentinel article, our boy Adam Sparks drawing the ire of Vault Twitter, walked into a fireworks store and lit a cigar. Well, and to be fair, I don't know if he writes the headline for the because the article like if you took the time to you know read the article which i'm sure nobody who commented on twitter about it actually did like it was an interesting article it's about something that we have talked about many times here which is our lack of wide receiver rotation but the it was kind of an inflammatory headline i'm trying to pull it up because i want to get exactly what it says it was I've got it if you want me to read it for Tennessee you. football fans worry Josh Heupel mismanages Vols receivers, but they shouldn't. It's a long headline. The word mismanage really jumps out there. With the Bolitnikoff Award winner? Yeah. Problem is most people on Twitter that read that probably don't have any more free articles left and didn't even click on the article to read it to see what Adam actually wrote. Yeah. He wrote a long-form discussion about 
what we've talked about a lot, which is, yeah, we don't rotate wide receivers. And I think my glaring takeaway was nobody worries about Josh Heupel managing the offense in any way, really. But there is a little bit of disappointment over wide receiver prospects that we were once excited about. We were all excited when Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Callaway, Walker Merrill, all those guys signed with the program because whenever somebody signs, whenever we get any recruit, we are convinced that these guys are all going to be stars, right? Second coming of Peerless Price. Or... And, and, of course, they're not. And, and so when they leave, like we're at some level disappointed. I don't think anybody was devastated over any of those guys losing, but it's like, you know, we, we all at one point had high hopes for all those guys. It's not like what was that kid that we missed out on that ended up going to OSU this year? Is it Cardell? Yeah, Cardell Jones. Yeah, I've already forgotten it. No, that was the the quarterback. Uh, Who was that guy down at IMG? Yeah, he had a similar name. Cardell Tate. Cardell Tate. But I mean, you can't argue with the number one offense in the country. He can do whatever he wants. At this point, I, and I think that's how yeah. all Tennessee fans. Well, the Award winner probably going to go in the first round of the draft. Tillman's going to. Oh, we could get Adam on. We could we could talk about this some more. I, I would just take issue with the word mismanage in that headline. I, I think got fans fired up, which maybe that's what they're going for is trying to get a little conversation going on Vol Twitter, good or bad. Quick timeout. We'll come right back to wrap up the show. Time for a few more phone calls. Get Jamie in here couple others 865-546-8200 back to wrap things up right after this fan run radio the drive continues wrapping up this mlk day edition of the show jake and the overtime guys coming up next from six until eight on many of these fine fan run affiliates we go back to the busy big orange phillies phone lines jamie is next good afternoon jamie what's up y'all What's going on? Y'all talking about Milf Mania? Milf Manor. Milf Manor. Although Milf Mania, that's a pretty good name too. <laughs> Marcus is a man is a uh, man in his fifties now. Uh let me say if you ever get that opportunity again. I spent a tender night in a Gallenberg hot tub with a couple. I'll never forget it. Quit that job, like, don't you? Restaurant you had a restaurant job, Jamie. I, I, he had, a, he had to work a double. I, gotta wor- I, I had to work a double. Have a good work Russ, ethic. I'm uh, sorry I chose. Uh, oh, I'm man. sorry. Money over menage a trois. I just, you know. Well, uh, as somebody who's worked in the hospitality industry for a long time, too, it's, uh, you know, calling in sick. They threaten to fire you, but if you're a good employee, you can they do that a time or two. Yeah. No, I know. And, yeah. You're a good employee. You can get away with it once or twice. Um, guys... I want to make sure we have some common ground before I start. Uh, y'all agree that it, um, it was – y'all were happy with the decision to get rid of Jerry Green, weren't you? Yes. Baron Russ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's what's starting to creep in with people like um, the mayor and myself. Is uh, it, we, The writing's on the wall. He's just he, – That's not why we got rid of Jerry Green. He, he, Jerry Green had hit a ceiling. He, 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 he refused to recruit. He wore out his welcome, and he he attacked the fans. Uh, remember the what was it? The Kmart comment, Russ? Yeah, was that cause and effect though? I mean, I think at that point though, we had already started way too far down the road of being done with him, and that you know that comment comment didn't help him. But I, I still think I, you may disagree, Russ. I still think 
you could make a pretty good argument that the green years, that uh, was the most talented rosters Tennessee's had. Yeah, we had a good back. We had a good second string. You know, somebody back in the day, Russ, and you probably remember this, and Barry, I was listening to the Dean on another st- on another show, uh, Basilio. Somebody they had on the show, this was what? When was Jerry Green there? Uh, late 90s, uh, early 2000s. So we're talking 20 years ago. They were doing like a preseason, you know, computer simulation, and they had Tennessee playing Duke for it all, with Duke winning the whole thing in the tournament. But somebody also brought up the fact, talking about loaded teams, Bear, that that Tennessee's team that year they had Marcus Hayslip and um, uh, I can't remember Andre Patterson. Maybe it was talking about how that might that, their second string could have competed for it all. Isaiah Victor might have been on that squad. Yeah, they, they're, they're pretty loaded. Right after Kevin O'Neill kind of set the table and Jerry was able to keep it going, they had some pretty deep rosters for sure. Yeah, he um, nobody I've ever seen in my life, for, for not just for our school but for any other program, has benefited more from another coach <laughs> you know, setting the table than Jerry Green did from Kevin O'Neill. I mean, talk about the, the roster he walked into. He had no part in any of that. I don't know. He didn't your, bring in your, a, your uh your your buddy uh he walked into a pretty good situation, pretty loaded roster after we blew Buzz out of here. Oh, you mean the NIT squad? Oh, the NIT squad. We had a we had a Mr. Kentucky in basketball who just got his jersey retired. Yeah. Bruce did, you're right, Bruce did develop him into you know, somebody whose number now hangs from the rafters of Bruce. Bruce did develop that kind of ta- uh kind of player Clown. for you. But um, he walked into a load. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't develop those guys and, and didn't maximize their talents, but he, he walked into a, a he had a pretty loaded roster right from the word go. It was yeah, it was set up perfectly for uh, for his hey, style. You're fa- you're bringing up facts. You know me, I'm a facts guy. Of course, Scooter Scooter McFagden and Brandon Crump had, were no longer there, and those were your two leading scorers and off of an NIT squad. Hey, you know, I didn't call to talk about Pearl, but um, I just—I'm just trying to lend. You know, it, the guy doesn't endear himself to the to the fans, to the city. So he did. It doesn't get a lot of leeway. He had an opportunity Saturday to do something special. You know, Chris Lofton Day. Y'all were talking about it here in the show during the week. This could have got us what within one of our all-time record at home. I thought about them. that. That it's so sickening because now it's like years off, and who knows? Like maybe they get it back. So yeah. I know you you can't count on Kentucky to stay no. in a position where you can take them. Uh, it's always it's always a grind to try to get Kentucky, even at home. So yeah. it's, it's a lesson lesson needs to be learned, right there, Jay. Yeah. Uh, Russ, I think you said you had somebody else. So I'm gonna get out of the way and get back with y'all later. All right, right thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, slipperiest collar in Knoxville. You know, it's. It's just like the South Carolina thing, and people didn't want to hear us making that comparison, but damn it if it wasn't the exact same feeling coming out of that one hurt, man. And, yeah, we lost a lot more via the South Carolina loss in football, but losing Kentucky stings, you know, there were there was a lot riding on that one. And, and to not show up like that. <laughs> just missing layups and – yeah, really, really stinks. And man, we got we got to learn this lesson, guys. Like, I'm not blaming the fans, but when we collectively have that much overconfidence in any 
game, whether, whether it's playing Notre Dame in a super regional in college baseball or playing South Carolina in an SEC football game or playing a wounded Kentucky team at home, you got to – when you have that much confidence – the players, the coaches, they feel that, man. They feel that. And they will tell you that it doesn't affect their play, but subliminally, how could it not? How could it not? So, there's a lesson that that, that has to be learned there, man. So, we'll see if it sticks. Roger will be our final caller of the evening. What's up, Rog? Oh, that's much what's not what's not doing good. How, how, how y'all doing tonight? Doing very well, thank you. Well, good. Um, I think that's about about the game. Uh, sorry, afternoon. Uh, Russell, you, you think Tennessee demand? You think demand learned a little bit after losing that game? Uh, not, not having much effort. You think, you think Tennessee learned? You think Tennessee learned to learn from this? Maybe learn from what happened. Maybe learn that you can't just you can't just you can't just show up and play well. You got to play well every game. So you think Tennessee learned? I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned, just like we were talking about from a a fan base standpoint. For the team, I think that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, yes, collectively they can't you can't take anybody for granted in in this league. You've got to bring it night in, night out. I will be interested to see individually. Does Camwa take this as a challenge? Are we going to be, see consistency out of him, or is this just sort of who he is, just in and out? Is Triple J ready to assert himself? Are we expecting too much of him coming back from that knee injury? Zakai Ziegler, where where is his health at? Um, Viscovi, one of six. I mean, this is a recurring theme, right? He couldn't buy a bucket last year against Michigan, can't buy one from outside Saturday against Kentucky, is there something he can do to affect the game positively when his shot's not falling? These are the questions that have to be answered here in the coming weeks. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling. Yeah, and this this one game to this one. I know it hurts. This was this one. I think that could be all right. Wrestling. Uh, that could be all right. This one game and uh, that one game in Philly. I don't like it, but anyway. Uh, but tonight's game, and I, but again, how you think? How you think? How you think the game go? And another game played tonight. Cowboy played 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 tonight. How you think? How you think going to do tonight? Tonight, tonight. I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive struggle, Raj. And uh, man, it, it's hard to bet against Brady. He's never lost against the Cowboys. All that experience he has. Um, I like the under in this one at 45 and a half points. I feel like that's kind of a big number. Some of these NFL numbers we've seen. Just a little tip for you. Take it or leave it. And I like the Buccaneers to win. I, I like the Bucks to win at home. Raj, thank you, my friend. We are out of time. We've got to run. Overtime coming up next on many of these fan, fine fan run affiliates. Oh, my God. i got to get out of here. I can't even speak Shouldn't anymore. Fade. All right. Uh, thank you, Barry. Thank you, Marcus. We will do it again tomorrow, 3 to 6, right here on Fan Run Radio.